Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of On the Barricades. Uh, the Barricade, of course, is your place for uh, Eastern European. Uh, it, it's 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 yes, it's it's your place for pan Eastern European uh, news, always and international affairs, always from a critical left perspective. And I'm uh, Yuri Smelder, the co-host uh, of uh, One Plus One, uh, your place for inconvenient truth telling and myth busting, which you can find on. Well, just 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 type up the you know uh, the, the the mathematics and then my name and then you'll find it like that. And then <laughs> we're joined by your regular uh, host, uh, the co the co editor and founder of the Barricade, uh, Maria Chinat's coming to us from Romania, and I'm coming to you from uh, Brussels. So, Maria, how's it going? Hi, glad to be here. And just to inform the viewers that this is a common project of OnePlus One and on the barricades. And since the 8th of March is approaching, we are recording now on the 7th and we discuss, uh, we are, we decided to discuss things related to feminism, culture war, feminism in Eastern Europe. So I'm glad to be here. It's and and, and it's and, and, and it's always an honor to uh, be here. And uh, oh, uh, but but before we get into our conversation, uh, Maria, uh, uh, I- I- explain why uh, why we're missing uh, the uh, Polish our our Polish uh, our Polish yeah. Bulgarian counterpart Boyan Stanislavski. Where 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 where, where is Boyan? Well, let's promote the work he's doing because uh, European uh, Foundation just sponsored um, visit. Uh, of journalists, including him, to Palestine. And uh, he's over there as we speak. He has a Telegram channel, uh, Stanislavski of the Cut. You can find him on Telegram. And he reports from time to time, trying to keep up with uh, the events. And uh, I think uh, when he's back, is going to tell a viewer our viewers a lot. I think it's a very valuable experience. A journalist can only dream of to to have this type of opportunity offered to him. And I think the fact that the European uh, Union offers this type of support for journalists is uh, a very good thing, and it should be expanded. Why not? I mean, I think this is a very good journalistic project. Um, it's very difficult, even me as an academic, and I have uh, lots of opportunities to go to conferences, to teach abroad. But even for me, it may be a hustle and maybe a difficult, you know, but when you have opportunities like this and you gather journalists and uh, you support them to, to go into a place like this, that's been the... the um, the scene of violence for so many decades, I think, is very important. And it's also very important because this type of initiative has to be divorced somehow from one party or another. And it's important to have independent voices of journalists. And I'm sure Boyan does a very good job. And one, uh, once he's back, we are going to learn a lot from him. And we wish Boyan and we and we 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 wish Boyan a safe journeys because boy, I mean, uh, you know, he's he, he's going to Israel at a uh, particularly. I have to change time. a little bit the the position because the yes, uh, <laughs> yes, I had to I, I, yes, I had to do the same thing, but but yes, uh, Boyan is going to 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 uh, to the occupied territories to the settler colonial state of Israel at a pretty volatile time where where 
where while of course the 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 the, the ultra Zionist project uh, has been brutally inflicted on the Palestinian uh, Arabic indig uh, indigenous people of all religions, by the way, uh, I mean I mean if you're if you're if you're a Jewish Palestinian or what they call an Israeli Arab, you don't I mean you're discriminated against, but. Uh, but 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 the but in theory, if you're Jewish and you just completely and you just completely you know throw away what whatever your identity was, you know Jewish first, you know Israeli second, or Israeli first and then Jewish second, you know you, it should be much better. But that being said, uh, you know Israel now, uh, you know it was founded to be this grotesque uh, apartheid state, southern colonial state, and now it's coming the same back. Time to I have to tell you that I have some Israeli friends, and they are telling me that this constant violence um, made it possible for very extremists uh, on the Arab side, you know, to take power because this constant state of tension and violence brought to power the most extreme elements of in both sides. So oh, there's yeah. oh, yeah. a simple solution. And while, of course, Israel bears much of the guilt here and much of the responsibility for what is going on, and I strongly recommend the viewers to watch David Sheen. She ha he has a wonderful um, uh, discussion and presentation on Israeli politics, and he's very articulate and very... Um, well documented and very balanced in what he says. Everything he says is documented with videos, with books, with research. So I strongly suggest this uh, to our viewers. But um, as I told you, I have uh, Jewish friends. They do not support Netanyahu. They went to protest against Netanyahu and his policies, but they weren't against the danger of extremism and violence on both sides. And I think this should be taken into account because this is not a black and white story. This is a very complex story with a lot of villains in it. Yeah. But of course, yeah, and uh, and, and and you know, uh, and, and, and you know, I'll, you know, the, the last two cents I'll put in there is that you know the current crisis of uh, Israel. Of course, the Palestinians are always going to suffer, whether it's a Netanyahu coalition, whether it's a uh, year, uh, whether it's the, the the Naftali Bennett and Ariel Sharon, mm -hmm. you know, Shimon Perez, even Yitzhak Rabin, who's who's considered one of the only, you know men of peace in uh, Israel. And I think, you know, what's what, what's going on right now, you know, very similar to, you know, the far right in Australia or or, or, or the far right, you know, in the U.S., the more volatile far right, you know, in the U.S. and, of course, Brexit and, and whatnot is, you know, when you have when you have societies which were founded on, you know, settler colonialism, grotesque racism, white supremacy, whatever you want to call it, you know, eventually, you know, you can you can claim that, like, yes, uh, you know, we're gay friendly and yes, we're actually a secular Jewish uh, nation, but eventually, you know, it still is default a right wing project. And eventually, you know, the far, the more reactionary far rights and the worst of both worlds of fiscal conservatism and social conservatism, you know, you know, you know, is, is going to come, which is what's happening in uh, Israel. But at least people are protesting and power to the people. But as long as the colonial project in Palestine continues and there's not the one, the democratic one state solution. As Frank Zappa says, the torture will never stop. Anyways, good luck, uh, you know, good luck to Bon, and, and, and I'm really looking forward to uh, talking to him either on the, uh, both on the barricade and one plus one when he 
comes uh, back. But on to the uh, uh, on to the uh, issue uh, at hand because uh, International Women's Day is coming up, uh, uh, Maria, and uh, so I wanted to. You know, first open up, uh, you know, the discussion talking about feminism. And I will be talking about, uh, well, 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 you know, I, I am, I am, of course, going to, you know, going to be talking about, you know, Western feminism, uh, which, 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 which is not a, a simple thing to even talk about because everybody has their different interpretations of what even Western feminism uh, is. But, but, but for our audience, I am going to make sure that we can apply, uh, that we can compare and contrast it to, Eastern uh, Europe and how uh, we might be able to advance not just the feminist movement in across the region of Eastern Europe, but uh, the left as a whole. So, 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 so let's open up the discussion. Like, so, so, so the first, so, so let's open up the discussion like this. You've talked to me before about how in Eastern, in, in Eastern Europe, particularly your country of you know of Romania, uh, whether I mean, of course, we don't like it as leftists, but it is very much a far right, uh, a far right political system, a huge far right culture, very socially conservative culture. And again, it's the worst of both worlds. You have fiscal conservatism, you know, the Reaganomics, disaster capitalism, the shock doctrine, whatever you want to call it, with social conservatism, which is basic, which is very patriarchal, very heteronormative uh and very, you know, xenophobic uh, and whatnot. And uh, you know, we need, and of course, you know, we need feminism. Uh, I'm, you know, just briefly, if you can, what do you think is the state of feminism in Eastern Europe? Why do you think it's not? Why do you think it's not? Uh, adv- uh, and, and why do you think it's not advancing? In uh, in, you know, in you know, Romania, but uh, but but, I mean, Romania is just one example, but 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 the region as a whole of Eastern Europe. Because I think um, it's irrational to divorce feminism from socialism, and this is exactly what happened in Romania. Now, I do not want to in any way downplay the effort that liberal feminists did in Romania because their efforts need to be cherished and recognized. I am not the one trying to demolish what they did. And I really think this is a very counterproductive uh, attitude. But I'm saying this as a pure observation and explanation. Uh, After 1989, you have to understand that one of the first measures Romania took was to ban article the article banning abortions. So Romanians were so happy that they finally got rid of Ceausescu that the first the first even days after Ceausescu was shot on December 25 on Christmas Day 1989 uh, the first measure they took was to lift the ban on abortions because it created a horrendous situation for many women in Romania. Now, the problem is that we tended to equate so much socialism with the horrendous regime of Ceausescu mm. that mm. for quite a while, 
it was very difficult to even discuss socialism and feminism. Feminism in Romania was dominated after 1989 by university professors. I had the good chance of being the student of one of those professors, Daniela Rovenza from Ushani, uh, it was Mihaela Miroyu, uh, and then into a second wave, Juana Boluta, Ionela Boluta, these are all university uh, professors, Eniko Vinte uh, from uh, Cluj, Babes Boy University, and feminism was concentrated mainly in university centers and um, it was related to master's programs, to book launch, to activism, and this was the state of feminism. And it was important, let me tell you, because a lot of the pressure, as little as it was, on authorities to change legislation in terms of um, domestic violence, uh, in terms of um, providing electronic bracelets to monitor the activity of abusers and the ones that were um, abusing their wives, their children, and to somehow keep a safe distance between the abuser and the victim. The discussion that even was taking place around the Me Too movement and um, uh bringing, you know, in the public arena themes that were related to feminism, I think was very important. And I told you, even though I do not agree with about 70% with what the liberal feminists in Romania are saying, I am not the one to discourage them or to downplay their efforts. Now, the problem but the problem is not personal. I really do believe that these people, for the most part, are sincere in what they believe. They want to have a better society. You're they you're are you're very the liberal feminism. Yes. Even in though Romania, they are branded, you know, called elitist, even though they are related to university centers, activism, and they are part of the, you know, top 10% educated people living in urban areas in Romania, they are very sincere in what they are doing and they are very invested, honestly, in, in the feminist cause. Now the part that is not so, you know, uh, not so positive is that having this um, composition, social composition of the feminist movement um, it was divorced from the working class, from the principles of socialism, from ideas related to protecting working women. Um, and it was closely related to liberal feminism in the U.S., providing reproductive health care, providing um, you know, free contraception, providing usually things that a teenager in an urban area might enjoy. Um, for instance, I don't think in the protests and in the ideas put forward by feminist organizations that motherhood, for instance, is uh, somehow 
tackled from a different perspective, from a feminist perspective. There are, of course, notable exceptions to that, but for the most part, the feminist movement was divorced from ordinary women, for ordinary people, and it was not able to get close to the masses. It was not a mass movement. I mean, I often told in this program that I was so impressed to see Mary Dore's documentary realized in 2014. And you see, Yuri, in the United States, millions of women coming together in the streets of New York chanting. Unfortunately, in Romania, we never had that. We never had women coming together in huge numbers to defend themselves as a sex-based class, as an oppressed class. And um, what we had, and I think it's important, as I told you, was this elitist project that was aimed with the most sincere people. I told you that invested people at changing conditions, as I told you, for these people, not for working class, because I never heard, you know, these people putting forward ideas like, let's have for women six hour work day. Or if they have children, let's you know, reduce care. the retirement age because they produce the most valuable resource in the world that is life. And you have to be able as a society to compensate that. Uh, and uh, it was a feminism based on rights, not economy. This is the second part. So you had this social structure, if you like, of the feminist organizations that were mainly, mainly composed of, of university professors, teachers, and people from the elite, from the educated elite of the country, not necessarily wealthy, but well-educated, and on the other uh, hand, the second problem is that, unfortunately, the feminism that was promoted in Romania is the feminism based on human rights, individual rights, and not on economic rights. There were not so many ideas related to reducing, as I told you, the work day for women on offering them, you know, extra time to spend with their children if they want, or to parents in general, because if a man would like to do that, that would be fantastic, you know, to have a six hour work day in order to spend more time with your family. And that was not you know, the case, or, or you know, militating or advancing ideas related to free childcare or daycare uh, and uh, things related to economics and the socialization of child rearing, of for example, bringing up uh, for children. Example in, uh, for example, in, uh, you know, in, in, in Venezuela, when Hugo Chavez was, uh, was a president, uh, the mostly uh, poor women, poor impoverished uh, uh, women in the in, you know in the ghettos, what they call the barrios. He actually made them. Uh, he actually pays those. I, I hate the term housewives, but he actually paid those housewives as if they were domestic uh, servants and so forth. So they had some kind of uh, 
UBI. Recognition of the work they do. Yes, this is very important. And, and Romania, let me tell you, that had a very good system, even though Ceausescu was authoritarian and he banned abortions. And not only he banned abortion, but he banned contraception. And Romanians were not able to travel abroad to get an abortion. So they had to rely on back alley abortions. And more than 10,000 women died. As we know, I think a lot more were injured and severely affected by this policy mentally, physically, psychologically, in any possible way. The intimacy, the intimate life in Romania was severely damaged by this uh, this giant sexual prison, if you want, where for everybody having sex meant, you know, being terrorized that you might get pregnant, you might end up with children that you don't want. I don't know if you know, Yuri, but we have in Romania this term decretei, and that is a name given to children that were a result of this law that was banning abortions. This is what we call them. And it's kind of weird, you know, to to know that your parents had you because they had no choice. It it, it destroys, and it affects, not it destroys, maybe it's a harsh word, but it affects the whole family dynamics in ways that we haven't been able to analyze enough. And this is another thing that I would take in with with feminists, that they were not able to analyze enough what happened to us because it was a huge, a huge social psychological trauma. Now, coming back to the feminists. So the first thing, who are the people who are feminists and were feminists for the past three decades? And what are the problems? And the problem is, as I told you, they advocated for rights, they advocated for Romania, which I think it's a good thing, but it's far from being enough. And I think we should go back to a socialist feminist in living and writing in Romania at the end of the 19th century and the beginning of the 20th century that is called Sofiana Dejden, a socialist feminist. And she said that she doesn't put so much emphasis on the right to vote, but she puts emphasis on the right to work and equal pay. And I think this is very important that he ha- she had this vision that political rights win nothing without economic rights. And we ha- we have to go back to that because three decades passed and now you don't have that type of trauma anymore because in a sense, I completely understand what happened to Romanians after 1989. As I told you, we had it pretty rough with Ceausescu. Uh, even though socialism meant for a lot of wi- a lot of women, a lot of people progressed on the economic basis, it was the perfect example that you can, you know, be a misogynist and install a horrendous project against women while claiming to be a socialist. This is a perfect example where the two diverge. And I think for a lot of women, you know, even discussing socialism meant Ceausescu ban on abortion, uh, the huge prison that Romania was, uh, authoritarianism, violence, and all the rest. So it was impossible to have this conversation for a very long time in Romania. And I 
I have the deepest empathy for these people because to ask of them to, you know, to rise above what happened to them, above everything else and understand that feminism should not be divorced from fem from socialism, that the only feminism that is really able to provide women with enough support to, to really thrive and uh, to really uh, progress uh, is the socialist one. That was... I would think almost impossible uh, after 1989. But now, now I think it's about time we go back to the basics and we ask ourselves, what is the feminism that we want? And I think the feminism Romanian women would, uh, would, uh, would profit from most is the one based on uh, economics. And rights, because, of course. Yeah, because, because, because for you, that's chewing gum and walking at the same time. That's slaying two evils with one stone, which is the unjust... Yes, of course. Which, because, which, but which, just which focusing unjust. on rights doesn't solve the problem because, you know, you have domestic violence. It's very important what the liberal feminists did in Romania because they... Um, convinced the Romanian legislators to introduce a regulation that says that if a man hits a woman, then the police officer can immediately issue a restraining order that is preventing the abuser for, from staying closer to the woman. And this is very important because prior to that, you had to, to go and, and obtain that type of restraining order from a judge. Now it's more urgent. Now it's more dynamic. And the police officers have the, the possibility to really protect the victims. But, but, Yuri, you know how many times a victim usually goes back to the abusers? Eight mm -hmm. times. It is eight times. And I say not because, of course, there are major psychological uh, problems to be taken into account here and the type of toxic relation that develops. But I would say the most fundamental problem here is lack of economic resources. You would have to give that woman for at least a year the medium wage in Romania and a place to stay and you will see that she will not go back she will not go back if you offer her financial support psychological support a safe place to stay i don't think they will be willing to go back but since they are not offered a viable economic solution for them the best so-called way is to go back and this is why there are so many murders, there is so much violence, there is so much, uh, you know, hatred towards women and girls in Romania. And this is why you have Romania as number one in terms of trafficked women and girls. In wow. Europe. In Europe. Um, two follow-up uh, to, to, to yes, maybe up. maybe it's, it's time. Maybe we will discuss it in the second segment because yeah, exactly. we already. But, but, uh, but 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 two important follow up questions is the following: 
Sounds to me as if the feminism you envision, so which it, which it, which it, which is which is socialist feminism, Marx, you know, Marx feminism, sounds to me as if uh, it that's that's not class reductionist. In fact, that's that that's knowing how to chew gum and walking at the same time. But and this gets into the very thorny, toxic subject of identity politics versus the class struggle. Why, uh, why then, you know, with uh, with the socialism, socialist feminism you envision, why has that not been able to advance in Romania and uh, Eastern uh, Europe, which uh, conversations we've had both on the air and off the air, uh, much of the predominantly male, cisgender, uh, <laughs> Romanian uh, left, and even the and even and 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 much of the Eastern European left, uh, you know. Uh, uh, you know, often those involved in unions and, and, and trade unions and stuff like that, they insist uh, that's identity politics. And you're, you're you know, you're, and you're distracting us from the bigger issue, which is class. And of course, when they are when, not when, even when, saying when, that they do not understand. Let me tell you, I will tell in the second part, but it's very difficult to convey information about the cultural, you know, context that you live in to a person that is completely alien to it. But in Romania, it's not that the people are bad, but I told you, we haven't had the sexual revolution in Romania. We haven't had the important conversations people had in the West. Uh, we had something else. Uh, people are accustomed to having free, you know, to have a maternity leave, to have uh, even for fathers at least two weeks to even a month. They are given, you know, the opportunity to spend with the family. I think it's two weeks if you go to a course before that, at least this is what the situation was when we, I became a parent. So um, it is not that... <laughs> People are conservative by nature, but they are conservative due to the cultural context and do our culture is conservative. Okay. So you have people, it's like you put them in mud and then you say they are dirty. You know, you put them in a conservative culture and of course they are conservative. Okay. This is. The, the result. And also the, there is this uh, fact for the very last part of, of the program is that unfortunately, while we had in Romania a lot of help for women, you know, because we had free daycare, childcare, maternity leave and everything else, and women were retiring uh, earlier than men, their uh, retiring age was lowered. The problem was that gender roles were never questioned. There was no other idea that maybe if a man wanted to stay home with the children, the state should have made that possible for him. Okay, this is yeah. an important problem, you know, because the state never, and we never challenged that. And this is why we need a conversation about gender roles, about you know, a little bit of deconstruction of gender and gender roles, and at the same time, social support for the masses. But I would say the social support is key. I don't believe class reductionism even exists. I think it's a stupid term invented by the likes of Judith Butler to smear somebody like uh, Bernie Sanders. She did that in an interview, and I completely disagree with her because let me tell you 
that Barbara Smith, who is the person that helped coin the term identity politics, said that she would vote with Bernie Sanders and that the feminists need alliances and allies. And that should tell you something, you know. And this is it for the... the... Uh, well, it's, 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 it's interesting because, I, I mean, I do have my criticisms of Bernie Sanders, but, but, but it's a criticism I have towards much of the, uh, of the mostly white, cisgender, gender-conforming left, but, that, but I'll... We'll discuss it I see where you're coming from, and I think, you know... Uh, I ha- but, but but you know my my criticism of Bernie Sanders aside, you know you do have to give credit where credit is due. He got much further than any other uh, left insurgent, uh, ch- uh, you know, you know, challenger. So, so, but I think I don't know. It's 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 an interesting. I don't know. It's 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 an, it's an interesting thing to ponder on. But I think it sounds uh, to me that you know what needs to happen in Romania and this is not just for when it comes when, when it comes to the topic of uh, feminism but even when it comes to you know queer liberation politics the the freedom of the Roma people to be who they are and uh, minority yeah you know uh, minority rights and you know immigrant rights and you know all those you know very important topics but it sounds to me as if, the kind of left, a new left, which has, to, which, which, which is urgent in uh, Romania and the entire region of Eastern Europe, it sounds, you know, whatever left uh, needs to be developed, it needs to be, you know, you know, uh, you know, the Chinese, you know, they call their system uh, socialism with Chinese characteristics, and I think that's kind of what needs to happen, in, you know, in Romania and yeah, Eastern. I, I think this is a, a very how we do idea. that. Now, how how we do that without throwing queer people, uh, the LGBTQIA plus community under the bus, without throwing Roma people under the bus, without throwing, you know, whatever immigrants and uh, under the bus, how we advance that without throwing them under the bus. That is another question, which I'm still trying to figure out. I think uh, I have an answer, but I will leave it for the second part, if you allow me. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, uh, so, so, so folks, uh, we're, we're, we're closing this segment. Join us for the uh, other part. And uh, Maria, uh, make sure to remind people uh, important house notes when it comes to the barricade. Yes, yes. Uh, dear viewers, if you liked what you saw, you can find us at patreon.com slash the barricade. This is where you can make a monthly subscription. We have a small community of donors to whom we are very, very thankful. We rely on your help. Uh, and uh, this is it. If you liked what you saw, Stay with us. We'll come right back to discuss more about feminism in Romania and feminism in general.